Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. University of St. Thomas freshman Marky Oberg joins the show. Marky just finished her senior year at Alexandria High School, and she'll obviously be attending uh, St. Thomas next year and being a part of that new Division I college hockey program. Welcome to the podcast, Marky, and how's everything going? Everything's going great. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Now, how are you doing today and uh, what's your plans for the summer preparing for next year? I'm doing great. And this summer, like I've been doing the last four summers, I go to CrossFit Repo here in Alexandria. I go every single day. It's a lot, but the more consistent you are, the better it is, the more you get used to it. And I skate right now with my high school team because I love the girls. So I still get to go on the ice and skate with them because my um, high school coach, Molly Rolla, still lets me do that. So I'll help out the younger girls and I'll skate with my team. And I actually, Mondays and Wednesdays, I have to drive down to St. Thomas. I get to. I get to drive down to St. Thomas, two and a half hours away for practice at eight at night. So it'll be late nights, but I'm excited to see the team and get to know them. So That's awesome. And just talk about crossfitting because that's a little bit different type of training than what I'm used to hearing from other hockey players. Yeah, I used to be so afraid of CrossFit and then I started it four years ago and I was like, this is totally different than like what everyone says. It's like, it's so fun. I have such a good trainer, Caitlin Leary, and we just work on individual stuff and I've grown as a hockey player from that. So I can give credit to Caitlin like CrossFit for growing me to be stronger. What are some drills you use in CrossFit that helps that translates to hockey and helps your hockey ability as you develop into a better college hockey player in the future? I don't know if we do absolute focus on hockey. It's kind of just mainly lifting. My arms, I've been wanting to work on my arms for years, and now I can gladly say my arms have gotten bigger. So I can say that translates to helping me shoot harder because we do tires, we push stuff. We, it's mainly working on like our leg strength too. Uh, there's just a lot we do. It's hard to like selectly pick out how it helps me because I just notice it as in general, like the change. I think lifting helps hockey players too and to be doing it like in the season, so. Yeah, that's awesome. I could never do CrossFit just because it looks very <laughs> scary, but so I have a lot of respect for you for doing that on a daily basis and that's your main training form. So I have to give you some props on that. <laughs> now, last year, a lot of hockey players, including myself, had a lot of challenges trying to find ice time and gym time. Uh, as things are opening up more, as the days go on, do you think that changes your approach uh, heading into this offseason compared to others in the past or especially compared to last season? Yeah, it was hard going into last hockey season because I wasn't in shape. So it was definitely more hard for me to be that hockey player I was beforehand. So now what I do now, since I'm like going D1, I'm trying to be more organized. So I have like a calendar for like what I'm doing and what I'm planning my workouts and stuff. And for next year, I already got my workouts. So I have like my days set in for what I'm doing and like my goals for what I would like to be doing. So just be more organized because you never know what can happen. So I did a lot of home workouts, which I think helped and like going on runs, but it's not the same as being in like a gym environment like with others. So it was hard, but now I definitely do appreciate others, like hanging out with others and working out with them. So, yeah, and doing those home workouts, like how does that like change your approach? I guess because I know it's a little bit different than at being at the gym because you're using a lot of body weight stuff and bands compared to just like actual weights. Mm -hmm. 
what I did is I actually have a workout area in my garage. So I got lucky there. We have a rack um, for squatting and for benching. So it kind of was the same thing. Um, the thing that was different was definitely just like not with other people and I'm not really to push myself when I'm with other people. I tend to push myself more. I get competitive. Like they're my friends, but I don't know. It just helps me working out because when I'm alone, I will take those days off. So luckily I had a good gym area to work out in. It just was hard with the consistency and what was going on in the world. I didn't want to, I wanted to sit in my bed sadly, but I didn't, I pushed through it, but I'll be honest. Some days I definitely took that to an advantage. Yeah, no, I feel like everyone did. So you're not alone on that aspect of things. Now, what is something you want to improve on the most to your game heading into college next year? Something I want to improve on. Honestly, there's a lot of things. I feel like your game can never be like perfect. You can never be a perfect player, honestly. So even skating wise, I want to become a better skater. I want to have a harder shot, like anything, like truly have softer hands when I'm stick handling. Sometimes I feel like I'm so uptight. Uh, just probably my main thing is shooting though. I want to be able to do good for my team and help them in points and work hard and set people up. For now, what are, now what are your goals and expectations for yourself and for your team next year? Obviously there's a new head coach heading into St. Thomas uh, this upcoming season and you're going to be in a, new, in a new conference as well in the WCHA. Yeah, I don't know expectation wise, but I feel like it's a good group of girls. I've um, been doing Zooms with them, so I've been meeting a few of them, and their seniors are doing great at reaching out. So maybe an expectation I have is that it's going to be a good culture. I can already tell. That's really good. But goals-wise, I hope we have a good record, and I really do just hope we have fun. Hockey is so competitive and awesome, but the fun aspect of it and, like, the girls make it ten times better. So I really hope it's just a fun, good atmosphere and we take losses as ways to improve. And it's just a, that culture is just the most important thing in hockey that I've learned, even being a captain. So that's what I would like to focus on. And I hope my whole team does. So. And what's your thoughts on the new head coach and have you gotten the chance to meet him yet? I did on Zoom. I didn't get the chance to like talk to him though and individually meet him. He just popped on Zoom. We all were like, hi and stuff because there's like a ton of girls on there. But um, he seems like a great dude. He seems really nice. He seems like he has everything figured out. He was the U of M assistant coach. I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. Yeah. And he coaches some USA hockey stuff, which is really cool that he has that experience. And maybe that could help some of us girls later on. So it's, it's really cool. Now, what do you think will be the biggest adjustment uh, you have to make heading into college hockey for next year? The biggest adjustment, definitely the compete level. There's going to be girls bigger than me. There's going to be girls taller than me. I'm only sadly just hitting 5'3", but there are some hockey players like me, of course. But the size, because I've watched many D1 hockey games, and it is more like pushing around, more contact than high school hockey. So that's going to be my biggest adjustment is just making sure I am built and I'm like ready to go and I'm ready to get into the boards and push girls around. Mm -hmm. Especially in the WCHA conference where it's one of the most physical conferences in women's college hockey. Just what, are your, what do you know about that conference and how excited are you to play some of the best teams in the country like Wisconsin and Minnesota on a day-to-day -day basis? It's so crazy to me. It still hasn't hit me even you just saying that. I am so excited. It has been like a dream to play in this conference. I've followed this conference probably since I was like 
a little, little girl. So it's awesome. And the U of M playing the U of M sounds insane. I know so many girls that are going to the U of M Wisconsin. I have my own, looks like you interviewed Mason Toft. That's one of my like best friends. So yeah, to even play her and play a national championship teams, that's absolutely insane. Yeah, definitely. Now I want to ask you about your recruitment process. What was that like for yourself and what made you want to go to St. Thomas at the end of the day? I, um, the other coach or the coach that was before Tom, I talked to Tom. He reached out to me in an email about two years ago and, uh, it went from there. I don't know. We talked on and off cause they weren't know if they were jumping D one yet. It was kind of a, uh, we don't know. It was hard for me because St. Thomas has been my dream school since I was a little girl, D three, D one, like no matter what I wanted to go there. And uh, when I heard they were going D1, we started talking a little bit more. And then I ended up doing an overnight at St. Thomas my junior year last year. And I fell in love even more than I was since day one. And I kept on talking to Tom and I loved Tom. Like Tom was awesome, but I'm really excited for this new coach too. Don't get me wrong. But uh, just going there was a blast and meeting the girls and how they were was just awesome. So St. Thomas, it wasn't like a choice, like in my recruitment process, it was like, I knew my whole life. It's kind of interesting. But it's kind of like not, but yeah, I just knew from day one. And when I got that offer, it was like the best day of my life and all my achievements. Oh, I just, it was, it was an emotional day for me and my family. So. Yeah, definitely. I was checking out the roster of your team and there's a lot of girls from Minnesota that are going to be on St. Thomas next year. Uh, do you think that helps uh, your adjustment trying to get to know your teammates a little more because you've played against some of them before in the past? Yes, I'm really excited. I actually know all the girls coming in besides the speed that are coming out state, but um, Abby Promsberger, one of the girls is going, I've known since I was eight. So we've been friends for a long time and Lauren, I've known her. So it's really good to come in with girls from Minnesota too, because I know them and it's going to feel more home for me. So. Now what's the campus like at St. Thomas, because I'm an East coast kid. I've never been to Minnesota before. So I'm just curious what the atmosphere and the vibes like at that school. I'm going to talk so highly, but I'm obsessed with St. Thomas's campus. It is so pretty. It kind of feels like a palace to me. Like it's so gorgeous. I don't know how to exactly describe it, but it's newly renovated. I think it's a really nice campus. It's not massive like the U. If you go to the U, I don't know if you've even been to the U, but that one's big. That one's really big, almost too big for me. So St. Thomas is like the perfect size. It's not too big, not too small. And there's like new dorms built in, which I hope I get into, I find out in two weeks, <laughs> but they just added new dorms. So it's really nice. And there's um, trees around it. Like it's pretty, it's got nature still into it. Sadly, the rink is like 12 minutes away, but hope mm-hmm. I can just hop in with an upperclassman and get there. Yeah, definitely. I, I've never been to Minnesota before. Like I said, I'm an East Coast kid, so it's fun learning about the other parts of the country just because I've never been there before. Yeah, no, t- where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts in the Boston area. Awesome girls out there. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to ask you because you got to play in the Minnesota high school hockey scene. Now, being from the East Coast, the hockey scene here is a little bit different than Minnesota high school hockey just because we don't fill out uh, the XL Center for our high school state championship games. And it seems like a really cool atmosphere to be a part of. Just describe what it's like being a player in that Minnesota high school hockey scene and getting to develop in that scene for the past four or five years. 
Oh, being a Minnesota hockey player is awesome. I feel like every time I tell someone that in Minnesota, they're like, oh, you're a hockey player. Like it's such a, it's such a hockey state. Like there's obviously many sports, but it's, it's a good area to play hockey. Like definitely you're like, not like you're worshiped, but you're appreciated. I'll say that. And I actually got to play in the XL Energy Center this year as a senior, which was so awesome against Minnetonka. We really wanted to beat them, but we actually went into overtime and sadly lost. But just being at the XL even makes you feel so cool. It's so fun. And there's so many people there to support you. Like, it's just a huge hockey culture here. Even in Canada, I've heard in Canada, it's the same thing. But I'm, I'm thankful I play hockey in Minnesota. I feel like we got a really great program going on here and everyone cares about it. So it's good. And how do you deal with the nerves of being in that state championship game at the XL? I've never played at an NHL stadium. I've played at an AHL stadium before, but I feel like if I was ever in an NHL stadium, I would just be so caught up in the moment and it would be hard to deal with those nerves. I'll be completely honest. I was super duper scared. And especially as a senior, knowing it could be my last game, which it ended up being, it's hard to wrap your head around that. This could be your last time putting on a Cardinal Jersey. So it hurt me a lot, like just even stepping on the ice, because obviously you're going to have doubts. You're going to be like high hopes, but you're going to have your doubts too. So it was difficult to wrap my head around that, but I just had to push through that because I want to remember that game as the best time of my life where I play my heart out, not where I'm so nervous because it might be my last game. But it's just mind over matter. That's what, every time I would tell my friends to come to the bench, oh, I'm so tired. I was like, nope, mind over matter. Mm-hmm. Just got to think like that. Yep. Growth mindset. That's something I've been working on the past couple of months is trying to take a negative into a positive and help myself grow from that moment. Mm-hmm. Now, is it weird talking to players like myself who aren't from Minnesota, just about the Minnesota high school hockey scene, because it's hard to understand if you're not in it. No, I don't think it's weird. I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious to learn too about like Massachusetts. I think it's awesome. I love exploring and traveling and doing all that stuff. So I'm really, really grateful I get to do it next year. Even to Wisconsin, I've never been. Like there's so many places I just haven't been to that I get to go to and play hockey. Like that's so cool. Yeah, no, I've only been to Texas and that was like the only like biggest culture shock I've really ever had being outside of where I'm from. And it's I feel like it's probably similar to Minnesota just because I feel like in the East Coast, a lot of people are very like go 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 and I feel like people in the Midwest are more laid back maybe that's just a stereotype for movies I don't know if you feel the same way about that or not same way <laughs> yeah okay so I, I'm not the all on that's good but no that's kind of like what I've noticed uh, at least from the people uh, in the Midwest versus the East Coast yeah I agree with that but you're definitely on point <laughs> now have you been watching any college hockey this year and just what's your overall thoughts on the past season Wisconsin obviously winning the national championship I just want to get your thoughts on all of that mm-hmm. I watched every single Wisconsin game because I'm biased one of my best friends on that team so I would always watch Wisconsin I've watched their whole way up but I still watched St. Thomas too, um, attack and beat the D3 teams. They did so good this year with COVID. Obviously, it was harder for them. It's not fun, but they did really well this year too. So I watched them play all their teams. But yeah, I watched the national championship. That was insane. I was so happy it was Mason's team. I love Wisconsin. I'm probably going to be more competitive next year, but I support my Cardinal girls wherever they go. So. <laughs> Yeah, and it seemed, how, what were your thoughts on that overtime goal that Daryl Watts scored? Because it was very, it, I honestly didn't really realize it went in until the entire team celebrated just because it took a funny bounce off the defenseman. 
I know, me either. It was such a weird goal, but it's always the weird goals that do stuff like that. Like every when we went into OT in our section final, it was like a weird goal that went in and we were like, whoa, like it's crazy. Like I think it's honestly more fun that way. But I know I watched the video when I was watching it, like on television, I could kind of notice it, but then I kept on rewatching the video of slow-mo and I was like, what the heck, where'd it go? Like, you just can't even tell. But yeah, yeah it's so awesome. Congrats to them. So cool. Yeah. yeah I think back to Patrick Kane's Stanley cup winner like 10 years ago and where it basically was like stuck on the top of the net and no one could see, but he realized and he was going crazy. And I just remember everyone just being very confused about what just happened. Then obviously Chicago won the cup that year and went on their incredible dynasty ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now something that was introduced to college hockey last year was three and three overtime now I know that wasn't done in high school hockey so how do you plan to adapt to having more space on the ice and having more offensive opportunities in those overtime situations actually that's the first time I've heard that I didn't even know that that's awesome though I'm a fan of three on three I truly am but with my space like while playing the game I'll just stay spread out and stay like positioned wise for three I actually learned how to like do a three on three about two years ago at Nat National Development Camp I don't know if you've heard of that Natty Camp oh yeah but yeah um it's a we have it in Minnesota here but I learned at that how to like do a three on three because we got penalties so Mm -hmm. but I like it honestly it's fun so I'm excited to do that yeah especially since you have to be a little more defensively minded in those overtime situations because a lot of people feel like you're it's just all offense however if you make one little defensive mistake it can cause an odd man rush for the other team I don't know if you feel the same way about that no exactly totally now last question I want to ask you just about college hockey is for fans that have never seen you play before just describe your game to them and what can St. Thomas expect uh, from a player like you I play my hockey very aggressive I am the one player that's always banging my stick. Like I love to back check and like pick up the stick and grab the puck and go. Mm -hmm. I feel like as a hockey player, one of my positives or one of my advantages is my speed. I use my speed to my advantage. I like to just have a quick start there and grab the puck from people. It's stealing. I love it. (laughs) I love stealing the puck away and going down and shooting. Um, Yeah. I'm just a very aggressive hockey player. I could even say on the bench, my team would probably back me up with this. I'm a very positive, uplifting player or a teammate to have. I think that's one of my positives too, because you got to have positives about the game, but you also got to have positives about on the bench. So I think my teammates could both back me up on both of those. But yeah, for St. Thomas, I plan to use my speed, be that positive person. And I want to be a leader. I want to, yeah, I just, I want to be me. I don't want to be anyone else but me. So I'm just going to try my best and do the best my team and never give up. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's good that you have that positive mindset because as you know, uh, when you, when you're going through a hockey season, there's a lot of ups, but there's also a lot of downs and sometimes it can be a grind to get through practice, especially if you're on the bad losing streak or whatever. Uh, whatever. So when you have that positive energy in the locker room, it really helps uh, yourself and your teammates get through those tough times, especially if you're on a bad losing streak or just not playing as well as you should. Totally. Exactly. I feel like that mindset is needed for a hockey team. So mm-hmm. Now I want to start off talking about the beginning of your hockey career. So you're obviously from Alexandria, Minnesota. Just talk about how you started playing hockey and what made you fall in love with the sport. I actually am from Rogers, Minnesota. It's um, more down towards the cities, more up towards the cities I'm in. So um, yeah, I started there 
and my sister is the one who got me into it. My sister started hockey when she was around eight, so I started around six. I was in figure skating before, and I wouldn't wear figure skates. I wore hockey skates. So my parents were kind of like, oh, okay, like maybe they're thinking about it. Then when they put my sister into it, when I was younger, I praised my sister. So then I went into it. And I loved hockey from the bottom of my heart ever since I started. My sister loved it too. She loved the sport, but I think me, I loved it maybe a little bit more. She loved the girls and all that stuff, but I fell in love with the game. I think a little bit more. So I stuck through with it. And ever since then, it's just my happy place. It's my home. I step on that ice and nothing else matters. And it's so nice to even get off steam about anything going on. That's why I like playing hockey every single day because it just makes my days better. And I'm, I'm happier personally when I play hockey. Yeah. And obviously I feel like in my opinion, hockey skates look a little bit better than figure skates, but that's just an unbiased opinion that I have. Me too. I agree with that. Now, did you have a favorite player growing up that you looked up to? You just said his name, Patrick Kane. I wasn't that much into NHL. I normally watch college hockey since I was little or high school hockey, but I have a Patrick Kane jersey. (laughs) I was obsessed with him because he was a left wing just like me. So I always watched him and stuff. But yeah, I don't really know if I have like an obsessed player now, but growing up, probably Patrick Kane. Yeah, I know he's an absolute stud. And do you think he's the best American born player of all time? I know Matthews might be taking that rain a little bit but I think for the moment it's definitely Patty Kane especially with the three cups yeah I, I do agree with that he's the smartest too he's smart oh yeah definitely smart with the puck and just this whole attitude on the game and how he can carry a team too because hockey is not like basketball where basketball an individual player can really carry a team uh far in the playoffs hockey you really can't do that it's a very team sport but if there's any player that can do it I feel like it's Patrick Kane, and I think he kind of showed it in the past two years, almost bringing Chicago to the playoffs. Exactly. No, I totally agree with you. I, I, Yeah, I think he is. Now, before playing for Alexandria, where did you play before? Just talk about your youth hockey experience for a little bit. In Rogers, I can kind of barely remember it, <laughs> but I'll try. It was kind of just not taken as seriously. In Rogers, Rogers is Alexandria. But no offense, Rogers, still love it. Still one of my hometown. But uh, I'll just start when I moved to Alexandria. I met all my best friends that first year I moved here on my hockey team. So I can gladly say my team of like 16 of us, I still talk to every single one of them today because we kept on going up through the levels together. But yeah, it was awesome. I had the greatest coaches ever. Derek Prozvig, Steve Block, Jeff Patience, et cetera. So many. They were awesome and they really boosted my confidence they obviously would tell me like what I did wrong and stuff but I think what's helped me the most as a hockey player is having people having being surrounded by people that believe in me especially coaches they've been telling me since I was like yay high you can do it you can make it to the next level you can do this Marky like we all believe in you and being told that makes me more confident as a hockey player which has developed me to be the hockey player I am now with the confidence to show my, yeah, play hockey. So, Now, how did you get the opportunity to go to Alexandria, play high school hockey for them? And what was that transition like? It was actually my dad. Um, Alexandria is my dad's hometown. He's from here. He went to high school here. So it was his idea. He randomly sat down my family at the dinner table and was like, hey, 
are you guys opening to move, move to our cabin? Because we had a cabin here in Alexandria on Lake Jesse, the lake I live on. So um, my dad wanted to tear down our cabin and build a new house. And all of us were totally on board with it. My older sister was a little bit older. She was entering sixth grade, so it was harder for her. She built those friendships, you know, more than me as me being younger. So, but yeah, we ended up moving here. We fell in love. I would love to live here someday now. I'm obsessed with it here. But uh, yeah, I just think Alexander is a good culture and their hockey program is just, it's, it's going up. I think it's a really good area. And I don't know if you've heard of North Star Christian athletes we opened up a north star um rink here that's for like christian athletes that play hockey and it's just a cool area there's two no we have three ranks now so it's really cool oh that's awesome no i never heard of that having a hockey rink for christians i think that's really cool it's awesome it's, it's awesome really that's, cool. now when you were a freshman just talk about how the upperclassmen helped uh, your transition being an upperclassman and just uh, just talk about how the upperclassmen helped you overall it's because going into high school it's obviously a transition academically but I'm assuming being on a hockey team that's a transition as well yeah. um, academically I didn't struggle too bad I think it was just fine I had my slums freshman year but obviously I've gone up now because I'm used to the high school and like what we what we got taught but in the locker room wise I started playing varsity hockey in eighth grade so I was still at the little middle school, but um, my hockey coach, Molly Arola, is a gym teacher at the middle school. So every single day after school, I'd hop in with her and we'd be like, okay, let's go to practice. Like she's like a second mom to me. So yeah, it's really fun that I got to do that with her. But as a little eighth grader, I obviously was so scared and felt so out of my comfort zone. But luckily I had my sister that was a senior on the high school team. So we had so much fun, but we had our times too, buttonheads, but we had so much fun playing together. It was definitely my favorite year of high school hockey besides my senior year, being with her, like just being with my family on the ice. So that definitely helped me get to know the older girls because Ashen's senior friends, she's had over to my house before. So I've known them, but yeah, overall, I think my eighth grade year, no one treated me bad. Everyone was so welcoming, so funny and goofy. <laughs> So it was, it was really fun. I'm glad I went up as an eighth grader and experienced that and got to meet those seniors and now still have them as connections. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, do you, did you feel super cool getting to hang out with your sister as an eighth grader being in the high school? Cause that must've been awesome. I'm the youngest, but I never got to have that experience since my siblings were a lot older than me and they were already out of high school once I uh, arrived there. I'm the youngest too, but I remember this one time, uh, my sister and like her senior friends, we just got done with practice and we were heading over to my house to like watch movies or something. And I was so excited because I was like in the car with the older girls. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so cool. And I'm like hanging out with them on a Friday night after practice. I remember like watching movies and like even one of them posted me on their Snapchat story. This is so weird. I still remember this, but I was like so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so cool. <laughs> but it was so fun. That's awesome. Now let's talk, let's transition and fast forward a little bit to this past season being a senior. Uh, you were also the captain of the team as well. What type of leadership uh, did you want? I know you were talking about earlier how you want to bring that positive energy to St. Thomas. Uh, so were you more of a vocal leader or did you also try to lead by example as well? I would say I did both. I would always try to lead by example and work my hardest and make good decisions on and off the ice. And I would be vocal too. People say I talk a lot which I take it as a good thing because I love to talk 
and I love to communicate. I'm kind of an over communicator, which can be good or bad, but I'm always the one sending out like group text saying, Hey, this is what we're going to wear tomorrow. This is the attitude we're going to bring. I, if you interviewed every single one of my high school um, teammates, they would definitely say I'm insanely positive. I feel like I'm just <laughs> tooting my horn right now, but I'm serious. Sometimes that's bad though. Cause we'll lose the game. I'll be like, guys, it was like, we did so good still. And they're like, no, we lost Marky. Like you gotta <laughs> take it sometimes. And I'm like, but it's okay. So I'm actually honestly working on that. I love my positivity. I think it's a really good trait, but I have it to another level, which can sound <laughs> so annoying, but I'm dead serious. So yeah, I think as a leader, I was very vocal too. I loved the girls. It, I didn't feel like I had to be a captain. Like, honestly, I was. But my whole team this senior year that was surrounding me, every single individual player was leaders themselves. I didn't feel like I really had to do much. They were all on top of it, being great players, being great people. Like, they led in their own way too. I wasn't the only one speaking up in the locker room. Like, it was everyone. So this last year was, like, awesome. Such good players to play with. Yeah, no, I'm kind of the complete opposite of that. I'm very hard on myself after every game in practice. I never feel like I do well. So I need to kind of adapt that positive mentality you have. I don't know how you do it. It seems like you've had it since you were born. Yeah, I honestly don't know how I do it either. I'm hard on myself too, but I, there's something in my brain that just snaps. It's like, hey, it's just a game. Hey, that's just a bad day, which mm -hmm. yeah, it's just <laughs> How do you like uh, deal with a player, like maybe a younger player who's like very frustrated, didn't have a good shift and like seems upset? Like, how do you like uh, try to make them feel better about themselves? Because I'm curious, like how your approach is on that. Yeah. So say one of my friends or one of my younger teammates comes off from like a bad shift. I'm not the type of person just to like sit there and let them feel bad about themselves. I'm always going to walk up to them, tap them back, be like, hey, it's okay. It's just one shift. We have the rest of the game. Like it doesn't matter. Or even a bad game. If they had a bad game, I'll come to them and be like, hey, it's just a bad game. It's not like something you have to worry about. Like next game, you can just prove yourself or I'll like even talk improvements. And I won't mm -hmm. be like, oh, well, you need to improve on this. You need to improve on this. I'm like, hey, let's both work on this. I hate demanding like being that way. That's just not me. I like to include myself in everything I say. So with the team, I'd be like, hey, guys, we need to step it up, including myself. That's the way I like to do things. So maybe just give her some positive reinforcement. You got this. And maybe she had a bad shift. Next shift, she goes out, I'll focus on what she does. And when she comes off, I'll compliment something she did. That's something I like to do as well. Every time a player comes in um, the bench, I normally like to say something or not every single one, depending if I'm tired or not. But I like to at least every once in a while because – whenever somebody says good job to me or I did something good and actually was watching me, I'm like, wow, like that's so kind of them. Like that just boosts my plan even. So I just do it to others to help them as well. Do you do that with the goalies too? Because I feel like sometimes the goalies are on island a little bit on their own because they're not on the bench and all that type of stuff. And they feel, I feel like goalies have to deal with the most pressure because they're in the game the entire time. And they're, if one goal goes in, it feels like it's their fault just because they're the one that let it in. And I understand that because I was a goalie for a little bit. So. Oh, you were. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I give so much props to the goalies. I could not mentally handle it, but my goalie I had this year, Bubba, Jarno Kane, she was an absolute rock star. I don't know if you've even heard yet, but she got like goalie of the year was nominated for it. Like she did amazing. So um, yeah, every time I'm playing for a team, even like prospects or stuff like that, my traveling teams, I always go tap the goalie after they get scored on. Cause like, 
I don't know, just even that, like I skated the way there. I'm like, hey, that's okay. That's okay. I just like to do that because I know mentally it can bring you down and you think it's your fault, but you don't realize like we're a team. This is, there's, he had to go, they had to go around other players too. Like not just you. So mm-hmm. I just like to lift up goalies too. Yeah. In college, it's a lot different because you got that student section behind you. So if you make a bad player mistake, they're on you sometimes on the road. And I, 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 I've, some of those student sections seem so fun to play in because it feels like the whole crowd is against you. But I feel like if you give up a goal, it must be hard mentally to try to get through that. But I feel like I could do it, but I know some goals it might be a little more difficult than for myself. I can't handle that. <laughs> if someone yelled something mean to me and I was in net, I'd just be like, yeah, I can't do this. Get another goalie in. <laughs> That's why, though, some people, you know, feel say they're not meant to be a goalie. You know, I, I wasn't that way, but I know some people feel that way. I don't know if you feel that way, but. Yeah, I feel that way, but good for you. I think that's awesome. We need goalies. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I appreciate that. Now, thinking about your high school hockey days, what's your favorite memory you've ever had with Alexandria? I have to think. I had so many good ones. Uh, there was actually a specific time where me and my hockey team were in the locker room, and we all had dry land beforehand. And it was my junior year, so I was a cap my junior year too. So I was like, hey, guys, do you want to go up? and like shoot pucks and stuff because we do that for practice for our dry line so it's not that interesting but we go upstairs we're just hanging out like shooting pucks and I could tell the team was tired not like the, it just wasn't there like what's the point of shooting pucks and stick handling if you're not getting better like you can just tell when your team's tired out and they were just tired we had a we got late home we got home late from the night before from a game out in Bemidji I was like, okay, and I made a decision um, with the other captains. I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take an off day, and we're just going to sit up here and circle up and do questions. So we circled up, up in the dry land room. We just asked questions and stuff, and I don't know. I felt like I got to know the girls even more because it was like a deep conversation about, like, future and stuff. It was just good to hear, and I know that's so weird. It's my favorite memory, but we're such goofballs just like that one-on-one time with us and like deciding to do that was like fun and obviously mm-hmm. playing in the state tournaments mm-hmm. but the girls are so fun so like every single second I'm with them it's just another goofy thing happens so it's like every single time I'm with my team honestly but state was like an unreal achievement so what's what was the funniest question that was asked in that sit down I feel like someone's good. There's gotta be a class clown that said something funny. There's so many class clowns on my team. Like I swear everyone just, you see them and you think they're normal and then they just have this bomb crazy personality, but it's such a blessing. Honestly, it's so nice to have standout personalities that are just goofballs. But if I had to like, say the weirdest question, we just talked about like our dream homes and dream cars <laughs> And then people would obviously answer like goofy and stuff, like dream boy, like as a joke. Like, it's just funny. We just, we are in our own little world <laughs> as a team. What's your dream car? Uh, definitely a Jeep Wrangler. I have my dream car right now. <laughs> I oh, like wouldn't wow. want anything else. I love that's, it. That's awesome. I guess mine would probably be like, I don't know, like a Lamborghini. Probably, yeah, you're, yeah. Probably never ever, ever going to be able to afford that one day. But if I had the money, I'll probably spend a couple of million on just like you a You never car. know. You mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it would just be awesome just to like fly around. Like I want to do something where it's like, there's no other cars around where you can just drive as fast as you can, like around like the city. I feel like that'd be super fun. Would be fun. I don't drive fast though. I'm such a slow driver. My friends make fun of me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, no, I'm one thing I've always wanted to do. I don't know how you do it is drive a formula one race car. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's like these type of cars that drive around. They're very popular in Europe. And I've always wanted to drive in one. I feel it could be cool. There's this guy named Lewis Hamilton, who's a great driver. And he's done some really cool stuff with how he can just, his turns are, I feel like the most impressive part about his skill just with the car. And it's so hard to turn, turn those Formula One cars. So that's something that I would definitely want to drive one day. No, that's really cool. I haven't never like heard of that, I don't think, but like I can picture it kind of. Yeah. But yeah, no, that would be really cool. Now, I'm sorry to bore you with some car talk. I kind nope. of got off track for a little bit. That's my apologies. But I want to ask you, how'd you deal with like the pandemic this year? Because I know it was a little bit different compared to other seasons because you had to do a lot of social distancing uh, regulations, wear a mask on the ice. Uh, just how'd you deal with all the challenges that were brought because of that? Yeah, um, really good question. I like to talk about this. As a team, we um, wore our masks. We were obviously smart about it. And uh we held each other accountable because we didn't want to miss a game. Thank goodness. My team this year did not have to quarantine. Um, beginning of the season, we had like two teams drop out, Sartell, St. Cloud, because they had to quarantine. And that was an awakening. We were like, hey, okay, we're not getting ready in the locker room. We're going to keep our space from each other besides we're on the ice. And obviously that hurt as a senior because that locker room time is huge. So a lot of like my great locker room memories are my junior year. But um, – we still had our own time together. We would get ready outside of the ring, doing it outside for away games and home games because we needed that extra space. We were, we were thinking and planning for anything possible. And when it was the week before state, there was a lot of cases in Alexandria and we all were a little bit nervous. So we all hugged at online school that week just to protect ourselves and be smart about it. Cause even if one of us get a false positive, we didn't want that to happen because the poor seniors for, for me we would uh not be able to play our last game together and we wouldn't have even known it was our yeah. last the previous game so how'd you deal with like the online school because I feel like in high school it's a little more difficult because you're used to having in-person classes and then all of a sudden you're going online where as other people that I know started college online so they're kind of like used to being online just because they're starting off a new school year in college How'd you like adjust to that academic side of being a student athlete in high school? Yeah, online school was not really my friend. I struggled with learning and uh, comprehending everything through a screen. I would get like major headaches, not to be overdramatic, but I would get major headaches. So I'd have to like wear my glasses and stuff and sitting in my bed and working. I don't know about you, but it's not my thing because I want to sleep. And I realized that after I just started distance learning, I was like, hey, can't sit in my bed anymore. So I would sit upstairs. I'd sit out in my screened in patio, like on a chair. So I'm not like lumped in my bed, you know, like I am right now. But yeah, it was hard to learn. It wasn't my favorite thing to do, but obviously I wasn't going to complain about it. I was home more, got to hang out with my animals more, got to see my family more. So there was pros and cons to it course probably more cons but I pushed through it I made it and I'm glad now that I experienced it because if anything hits like that again I know what to expect so 
Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. And I kind of enjoyed online school just because it's easier to manage your time. Uh, I'm assuming as a hockey player, that must be super helpful just because you can get all your classes done like in the morning and then basically worry about hockey for the rest of the afternoon. Totally agree. I honestly would finish my classes right away in the morning, exactly like you just said, and I would go do something else like the rest of the day. And people are like, oh, are you out of school? I was like, of course, I finished. I got it done. I worked hard. Yeah. How would you do with the Zoom breakout rooms? Because I'm assuming for you it was a little bit easier because you know all of your classmates. Uh, as a senior, I know some schools, there's some schools that have like so many kids. Like when I graduated, I saw some kids. I'm like, I've never even seen you before in the hallways. So it's, I don't know if you had that experience as well, but at least you knew like the majority of your class. I think if, cause I was in college, I didn't know anyone. So it was super uh, awkward going, going through those Zoom breakout rooms. So how'd you deal with them? I feel like I'm an outgoing person. So I hop in a Zoom room every single time. I'm like, hey guys, I'm just the first one to talk. And I'm the one that holds the conversation because when I get in a Zoom breakout room every single time, no one speaks, <laughs> camera's off. I have my camera on, not for like when I'm sitting in class, but when I go into a breakout room, I'm like, what? Like, I'm here. We're trying to do some math or something. Like, Please talk to me. So yeah. I'll just sometimes sit here and talk to myself, honestly, because I've been in breakout rooms where no one's talking and there's four in there with their cameras off and I'm just sitting here like, can I get some help? Yeah. It's definitely, I feel like, I don't know, it's super awkward, especially because you need to get work done. So you kind of have to cut talk. And like a lot of people like are the same way. They just don't have their cameras off. And I'm guilty of that sometimes too, just because I don't want to embarrass myself. So good for you that you can put your camera on and talk because I sometimes could not do that. It's just because I'm comfortable with my class. I feel like they don't mm-hmm. know me. I still have 350, but I feel like I know every single one of them, which is crazy to say. I don't know if you had graduation yet, but... Was there any like kids that you saw walk across and get their diploma? Like I've never seen you before ever. I had that experience and there was like 300 kids in my class. So I don't know if you've had that experience because there's some high schools in Minnesota, especially Edina who has like so many kids in their like one class. I agree. I, that definitely happens in Edina, but I don't know how, but I knew everyone. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I talk to so many people cause I try to, and mm-hmm. I try when I'm in a class with someone, I reach out and I try to branch out. Gosh, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm hyping myself up, but I don't know. Yeah. I love talking to people. Like people are my happy place. Like having a conversation with someone else, even mm-hmm. an adult makes me so happy. Like this right now, I love it. This is oh, what awesome. I live for as a person. So I always loved it going into class and doing all this stuff. Yeah, you would be a great podcaster, you know, just talking to everyone, you know, like, I don't know, the Marky Oberg podcast, I'll definitely listen to it, just talk to random people at your high school, I don't know, I don't know if anyone listened, but I'll definitely listen, because I feel like you're a good talker, so okay. I, I respect you that, too. I, I struggled, that was one of the biggest things I struggled with starting, is reaching out to people and starting conversations, because I was so nervous, especially since I'm idolized a lot of these players, and getting to talk to them, so that was a transition for me. So I think it's really cool that you have that skill set because I could never imagine doing that. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that you've improved. I think mm-hmm. you're doing just, I think you're doing great. Oh, <laughs> so that's you. really cool. And your podcast has grown so much too. Like that's awesome. This is really cool. Well, I appreciate that. Now, another question I want to ask you was just transitioning to the college hockey aspect of things is just how did Alexandria help prepare you or help prepare you for college hockey with St. Thomas? Um, the adversity, like the adversity that hit me in Alexandria, like obviously there was obviously the amazing positives, but there was still negatives being a hockey player. Um, 
in Alexandria because that just happens. There's obviously things you want to go a different way. So I think just adapting to um, the problems, the stuff that hit me. Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> that's like mm -hmm. about it. I really don't know. I think just made me a better person. I feel like we're surrounded by a lot of good people at um, our rank here and just makes you happy. So I feel like I've grown as like a person and being happy, like honestly, <laughs> like my happiness has gone up since I've moved here and being around the people. So I think that's helped me as a hockey player too. Yeah. And do you think that's going to help your transition into college, uh, being a freshman for the first time in a few, four years and just meeting new teammates and getting to play with new people? Absolutely. Now, one thing I found interesting was when we talked about this earlier is how physical the WCHA conference was and how you plan to adapt to that. I just want to ask you and ask everyone this now is just, do you think there should be hitting in women's hockey? Because um, I feel like some people feel like it would make the game better and safer and other people absolutely hate it. It's kind of like a 50-50 for, for the people I've talked to about this question. Yeah, I hate to be 50-50, but it's hard to choose one of them because yes it would be so fun at the same time i'd be so scared like i would be so scared sometimes because there is girls bigger than me and boys could do that i don't i just don't know but if it did if that did happen i would obviously try to get better at it and mm -hmm. i think i could rough some people up mm -hmm. but <laughs> if it doesn't come i'm okay with that too yeah. whatever happens happens so just go with the flow yeah, I'll leave it at that. What's the biggest check you've ever thrown at someone in like a practice? Has there ever been a time against like maybe one of your siblings where you've they've been teasing you a little bit too much and it's just like, ah, something like that? I don't know. I don't know if I have. In practice, I've obviously, I don't mean to do anything on purpose though. In practice, I'm not trying to like hurt my team or anything, but, and no, not my sister. I mean, I've, I've been the one beating her up since I was little. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. You mm -hmm. can ask her. <laughs> but yeah, my team, I didn't really try to be physical with them and practice terribly because I don't want to like hurt anyone. That would suck to be the person that just hurt someone. But yeah, I'm normally physical with my stick and I'll use like my body, but I, I can't imagine hitting someone. I honestly have done it on accident once and I still feel bad about it. I was in U10s and I broke a girl's leg and I oh, wow. like never forget that because I did not mean to do it and I fell on it. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, that sucks. Great. I know. So I, uh, yeah, I don't think I've like intentionally tried to hit someone besides obviously my sister because we're siblings. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. And that's the one like downfall, I guess I have about that is like, I feel like it should be involved in women's hockey a little bit more than it actually is just because I feel like it'll be easier to ref the games just because I feel like there's a lot of times where refs can't distinguish what's a body check and what's not a body check. So I feel like if you add that part of the game, it'll be easier to referee a game, which I think will make ultimately make the game safer. But I do agree with you on that aspect where some, if you, if you don't know how to hit, then it's hard to like learn how to do it, especially teaching someone how to do it at such an older age, if you're just in college or getting out of high school. So that can make the game unsafe. And I don't, I feel like, you know, that's one reason why you shouldn't have hitting the game is because you kind of have to start it with kids who are just starting hockey now so they can learn how to do it as they get a little bit older, rather than just tell people who are already playing it in the middle of their careers that, all right, it's now hitting. You can start hitting people just because they might not know how to do it and they could accidentally injure someone, which is obviously not good for the game. Exactly. And boys start um, practicing hitting in like squirt. 
-hmm. they start practicing and then they can start doing it in games and bat them. So <laughs> if we just start when we go to college hockey, we're going to be like, what the hey? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're just not going to know what to do like the boys do. But good thing we don't have to play them anyway. So we'll all be new to it. Definitely. Well, it's not involved in hockey yet. So I'm not going to talk about the what ifs just because it's not there yet. And once it's there, then obviously there'll be a much larger conversation about that. So we're now in the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, uh, where I ask you some non-hockey questions, trying to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. I feel like we've already gotten to know you a little bit more off the ice, but here's some specific uh, non-hockey questions for you. So my first one is, uh, who is the funniest teammate you have at Alexandria? I know you're talking about how there were some goofballs in the circle. Uh, which was your favorite memory. But if there's any particular teammate that you want to shout out who's the funniest, feel free to do it now. Um, definitely my two line mates, Ella Westland and Hanley Block. Hanley Block's my neighbor. She lives a few houses down, so it's awesome. We're like best friends. So definitely those two being on Alliance, then we were just the absolute goofballs and being surrounded by them is such a fun, fun outgoing culture. So definitely those two. Now, you obviously have the best style on the team, but besides yourself, who has the best style? On Off the ice or on the ice? Uh, let's do both. I'm curious to hear. On the ice, Ella Westland. Off the ice, I'd say Casey Trosvig. Now, something I found interesting about the Minnesota high school hockey scene was the all-hockey hair team. Now, however, there's usually never any girls hockey players that make that team. Why is that? Honestly, I don't know. I've wondered that too. I feel like you should encourage the juniors this year to make that team. Just like do a little hair flip uh, when you make <laughs> the XL because I feel like more people would notice if you like put a little emphasis on it. No, I, I agree with that. I've always wondered that. So, Who has the best hair on the team in your opinion? Who do My you hockey team? Yeah, who do you think would win that award or make that all hockey hair team? Mm. It's a hard, I feel like everyone does, but I'd probably say Peyton Basil. Nice, nice. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? <laughs> a good question. I think there's so many people I would want to sit down with, but um, probably Ivanka Trump. Mm -hmm. I look up to her. I would love to sit down with her. I feel like she's just a good person, so I'd probably choose her. What would you ask her just about what it was like in the White House or uh, dealing with her dad? Because I feel like there's probably some interesting stories uh, with him. Yeah, I wish Ivanka would run for president. She's like one of my favorite people. Like, I think she is so awesome. So I definitely ask her just insight and in how she became so honestly amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything like that. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? I'll tell you mine if you want me to, if you want to think Yeah, about tell me it. yours first. So I saw this story about a guy who got swallowed by a humpback whale, um, and apparently he survived, but people are saying he might have faked the story uh, just because of like some of the details he hasn't said. I don't know if it's real or not, but I still thought it was an interesting story just because I wouldn't imagine what it's like getting swallowed by a whale and then getting spit out. It reminded me of Finding Nemo. <laughs> I heard that too. That's so funny. I've heard that too. <laughs> I actually do have a story, but it was last week. So many of it. But uh, so I went on vacation not too long ago to Huntington Beach, California. And about a week ago, I heard there was a shark attack there. And uh, this is kind of scary, but this human got taken under and then found like a way to get away from the shark. 
it's kind of a really sad story. Actually, it's not like funny. I don't know why I'm laughing, but he got taken by the shark and it was like really, really sad, but he like got away from it. So he's safe, but he went to the hospital after, and then he found out he had cancer. So it's like oh, sad. Like, and people were saying, oh, the shark saved the day because now he knows he has cancer. I was like, that's so sad. But, and that happened at Huntington Beach where I was at freaked me out because mm-hmm. I was literally surfing out there, like past the pier. And I found out exactly where it happened. I was like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. don't want to go there again. That scared me. <laughs> I'm very interested in sharks. I think they're really interesting creatures. I've read and watched many documentaries about them. And I heard if you ever like get attacked by a shark, you kind of have to like punch them. Uh, just to get away i know some people like i don't know if, i don't know i might be wrong on that but that's what i've heard but the interesting is sharks are very friendly creatures they just feel like you're seals that's why they attack humans because they mistake them uh, as seals yeah i've heard you have to hit the shark in the eye yeah that's it. or maybe exactly. i've just seen on movies i don't know i feel like you're right on that so I, that's what i heard too but i feel like i don't know all i know is like I don't know if you've heard about the movie Jaws, but it's one of the more mm-hmm. popular movies um, in cinema in the past 50 years. And basically the guy who created it was actually really sad about the film just because it caused a lot of people to be scared of sharks um, because they're actually not that scary as people think they are. It's just because uh, they mistake humans sometimes. But I feel like shark attacks don't happen as often as people think they do. Me either. Honestly, I never hear about them. That's why when I heard about one in Huntington Beach, I was like, what are the odds? Like, mm-hmm. what are the odds? Like, just thankful it wasn't me. Uh, what music do you like to listen to? I love country. I'm a sucker for country. Dirks Bentley, Thomas Rhett, like Old Dominion. I'm a sucker for that. But I obviously pregame can't put on country. Like what? You have to put on some rap. So I do like rap. That hypes me up and country though it depends on my game what i'm like in the mood for but yeah. honestly anything i love 80s i love <laughs> 80s and 90s country and like um bon jovi because i grew up listening to that with my parents so that's awesome yeah i know i love you too that's kind of an 80s band my dad that's my dad's favorite band so i listen to them all the time but uh no i love country i'm more of a new school country fan uh compared to old school i don't know about yourself Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a mix of both. I love the new country too. It's just turning more into rap where it's kind of like, no, oh, really? the country, well, like some country songs will break out in like a rap country. I've seen, I've heard them like, oh, really? here. and I'm like, uh-oh, you can't do that country. <laughs> yeah. I know Thomas Fred. I don't know. He, he doesn't do that. That's who I listen to a lot. And his new album was pretty good. I saw some oh. people rip on it, which I disagree with him on. So, but I thought it was a great uh, song especially what's your country song i think that's the name of one of the songs in the album i really like that song me too yeah i like thomas i think he's a good person too i like to support good people mm-hmm. even if they make like not so good music if they're good people i don't know i just i can tell he's a good person so yeah i like supporting awesome. him yeah and who else have been into lately justin bieber i know it might be a guilty pleasure but his new album is absolute is an absolute banger so i like listening to that as well i totally agree i love it that's awesome. Now, last non-hockey question to you is, what is your biggest pet peeve? You seem like a very positive person. Actually, you are a very positive person, but is there anything that bothers you that you won't admit or will admit right now? Honestly, hard question. Um, honestly, this is hard. Probably mean people, people that want to bring others down to make themselves look better. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's kind of, I don't mean like I'm not hitting on anyone. <laughs> I'm just saying when people are like rude and disrespectful to like, or something I've worked hard for to have and they're like disrespectful towards it. And I've like told them before to like take care of it. It's just like, uh, please. That's probably the two things. It's mean people. I just don't think it's needed with it. We all go on. We all um, have our own battles at home or in life relationships. So I just don't think it's fair when somebody lashes out and takes it out on someone else that doesn't deserve it. That could be just doing well. Then you bring them back down. I just feel like our world could work on not lashing out and keeping it to ourselves or having a therapist or family member to talk to instead of hurting someone else, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that, especially, uh, I don't know, just like learning how to forgive people. I think that's not seen in this today's society, I feel like people, like once you hate someone, you just have to hate them for a long time where I disagree, I feel like you can forgive someone. So I feel like you need to see more of that as well. I agree. Now back to some hockey questions now, what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to make a D1 team? To never give up. It was my eighth grade hockey year and I still had hopes of moving on to the next level. And I actually did have some negative coaches. Like I said, I had some, things I had to leap over and get over it. Yeah, I had, I had a coach once tell me that I wouldn't be able to do it. And I didn't take that as a bad thing. It hurt me for a while. It stuck in my head. It kind of got in my head and made me think, can I actually do this? Like, is this actually possible to achieve a dream that feels unreal to me? I'm not kidding. Every single 11-11, like at night in the morning, I would sit in school or home bed, be like, hey, dear Lord, can I please play college hockey? It's my absolute dream. Every single time I saw it. So yeah, obviously with that coach, it sucked. But I now look at that and I'm like, guess what? I proved them wrong. So Yeah, no, now he looks like an absolute clown now, which is awesome. Yeah, now it's a really good thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know. That's awesome. Love people that prove people wrong. That's why I'm a big Tom Brady guy. And that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast as well. So I love hearing stories about that. So that's awesome that you got to prove him wrong. And now he looks, uh, now he won't be saying that to too many people. <laughs> exactly. Now, what should be done to help grow the women's hockey game, uh, in your opinion? Mm, women's hockey game. I wish, I don't know. I feel like it's a great program the way it is now. I think it's being run very, very well. But I wish um, people would sometimes take it more seriously. I hear so much about guys hockey, don't get me wrong. It is so awesome. I love watching boys hockey. I just wish we got more attention yeah more attention we get so much I'm so grateful to get as much as I do at St. Thomas next year like it's insane I do not want to sound ungrateful at all but just the more attention more people caring about girls hockey and we can't force that upon anyone so I think just us stepping up our level as like teams even playing each other maybe getting a little bit more physical and making people want to come to games Mm -hmm. will help that so it's something we could do too now, do you have any shout-outs uh, you want to give to your teammates, family members, friends, and that coach uh, who you may want to call out now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that because I don't want to. I feel bad. But uh, I'll give a shout-out to Derek Trosvig, one of my um, coaches I grew up with. He has taught me everything I know about the game. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Jeff Patience. Like I said, he gave me that confidence. He was that coach that gave me that confidence to make me – be here now and then my best friends um Casey Trosvig, Hanley Block and Kenny Montgomery um and Ella Johnston I love all my girls so I'm glad they're in my life and 
I really appreciate them and all they do and all their support. I'm really happy. I have a good group of girls surrounding me that weren't jealous, mad or anything like that. You know, you can run into stuff like that in high school. So I'm really thankful. They were really happy for me. And now they all want St. Thomas sweaters. They're like, give me one. Like I want to rub you. And it's it's so sweet. Like I love it. So I have really good friends and that those coaches changed my life. So. Well, I want to thank you, Marky, for coming on the podcast and taking time of your day and talking with me. It really means a lot to me, and I really appreciate it. So I want to wish you good luck uh, for the uh, your school year next year and good luck at St. Thomas as well. I will, I will definitely be looking forward to watching you play next year. Uh, you're a great hockey player, but you're also an even better person, and I just want to let you know that. So thank you for coming on. It means a lot, and all the best to you. And it was fun getting to learn more about your career and your perspective on different things. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. I love talking with you, especially you. This has been really fun. So maybe we could do this even later on while I'm in, when I'm playing. Do you want, <laughs> we can oh, do yeah, an update. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll definitely do an update uh, once the season gets going, just to hear about how things are going. Then I'll love to talk to you again and hopefully we can meet up in person someday and do more content. Oh, of course. I would absolutely love that. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. One step forward and another back I will never try to fool ya I'm one heartbeat away from going mad Girl, when you're looking like that Closer, closer I'ma get closer to you Yeah, got me, baby Got me hooked on you once again Welcome.